0: All right, welcome back to Mon Men. I am Yannata Blue, here once again with Michael Darling, and we're joined this week
1: by
2: Robert Ramirez.
0: Rob, thanks so much for coming on the show. We're excited to have you.
1: I'm
2: super excited.
1: Rob is a magician and member of the Magic Castle who does not put that he's a magician on his Tinder profile.
2: No, absolutely not.
1: Yeah, that was good good uh, (laughs) pre-roll
0: blooper material for you there um rob aside from your magic skills can you tell us a little bit about your pokemon skills and background to start off the show
2: i used to play pokemon red so much that when i closed my eyes to go to sleep i could still hear the music uh like the walk music
1: oh like the tetris effect
2: yeah it was very bad i got very scared as a kid that like <laughs> wow. i'd be like what is that sound and i realized that <laughs> i just was playing it so much uh i had red blue yellow silver gold and just like beat the shit out of them nice. because Damn. i love i'm a completionist Nice. oh yeah so,
0: I've, I've said before on this podcast that the pokemon franchise more than well i think world of warcraft kind of outdid them with their victimization of ocd yes 100 <laughs> um, <100%. laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah after gold and silver i was like all right this is this is getting out of control
0: well i have a game that doesn't victimize ocd to start off the episode would you like to play a game of mon mom
2: oh absolutely
0: all right so to remind listeners and to initiate new listeners, Mon Mom is the game where I have sent my mother, who knows nothing about Pokemon, because she is not OCD at all, pictures of this week's Pokemon. And we are going through the Coughing family, the Rhyhorn family, and Chansey and Tangela this week. She is going to describe this Pokemon that I sent her, and she's going to give it a name. And it'll be up to our guests and Michael Darling to guess which one she's talking about. Gentlemen, are you ready?
1: Man, yep.
0: Ready as it'll ever be. Okay, here we go.
2: This Pokemon can be described as a cannonball disaster. I will name it Rocket. Okay. A cannonball disaster. What does that even mean?
1: God, that's, that's so beautiful. <laughs> like,
2: like, what does that mean? Like, it's a cannonball that causes disaster? Like, you look at and you're like, oh, that's a disa- like a disaster of a cannonball.
1: Yeah, that's what I'd think. Like, I'd think like, oh... Here's this house that is pockmarked by cannonballs. Clearly, this is a cannonball disaster. Yeah. My mom may secretly
0: have like a talent and a potential career in <laughs> Pomo art criticism, but before I decide to try to get her in touch with like that scene,
1: <laughs> darling, as always, we let you go first so our guest can either play aggressively or defensively. What's your guess? Okay, so I know it's somewhere in the coughing family because okay. none of the other ones look like potential cannonball disasters. Uh, so the question is do i want to go with like the solo cannonball or the cannonball that has a little buddy riding shotgun i think i'm gonna go with solo
2: cannonball i'll go coughing okay Ooh, Rob? i'm absolutely going wheezing because i think uh the little side cannonball makes it look like a mess it looks like a disaster because it's got cannonball sticking out around it
0: well michael darling you are on a losing streak
2: no once again, Rob
0: Maria, Yes. Guess, wow. And his logic was actually spot on. My mother called it a cannonball disaster because of the attachment. <sighs> Absolutely. Oh. Oh. So the scoreboard advances. The distance I've,
2: closes 10 to 6. I'm so happy. Wow. I'm doing it for the people. Back right. to
0: back losses. I do not know how to deal with this. Michael Darling, I believe you will recover. I believe you will do it for the listeners and for the pride. You'll recover
2: from this cannonball disaster. You're going to look so stupid (laughs) if I lose next
0: week. (laughs) (laughs) Not me, you. Oh, man. I could make so many comparisons to Lakers fans right now, but I'm not going to. Instead, I'm going to ask you to
1: tell me about coughing to start us off. Uh, Coughing is a poison-type Pokemon that you first encounter in the Pokemon Mansion on Cinnabar Island. All right, so let's start off with the Pokemon Mansion because
0: we've touched on this before. So I don't know how deep into lore you got when you were playing the game, but I'm such a story-driven gamer, I really got into the lore. You like... must
2: be disappointed a lot when you play video games then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very you're selective. in it for the story...
0: Ah, there's some ge- there's some games out there with some great lore these days. We can touch oh, yeah. on that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuz we oh, you yeah. know what? We, we we can go into some Lovecraftian oh. type horror stories that are that have been do- done well in games. Bloodborne. There's no story in it, but there's some great lore. That's just true. Say, okay. true. I've been true.
1: playing L.A. Noir and that's got a great story. Like the story is better than the gameplay at times, I'd say.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. You suffer through really boring gameplay <laughs> for a really intriguing detective story for that. Did one. you
2: like uh did you play uh detroit what is that game called detroit two human i have
0: another i have a friend who just was messaging me today about (laughs) that game because it's free on playstation plus this month that's right so there we go recommendation for the listeners we're not
1: even being paid by sony to plug that shit but if sony's (laughs) interested in paying us we would like that i I don't know why they'd be paying a pokemon podcast (laughs) but We can plug way
0: more. We can use this Nintendo property to push your wares. We got it. We can put. It. It's
2: because we're going to grab customers from one gen- from one a console Bingo. to the other. Bingo.
1: Like the old – did you hear about the Wii th- – uh, what is it? Wii 360? Uh, <laughs> no, wait. No. Yeah, uh, Wii 60. That's what it was. Wii 60. Because after the PlayStation 3 was announced with a disastrous E3 press conference, like back in, what, 2006, 2007? people realized that you could buy a wii and an xbox 360 for the price of a playstation 3 so there was (laughs) the wii 60 movement that launched oh my god that's perfect louise and i mean for
0: whatever reason like i remember the playstation 3 had a drought of like quality games well quality exclusive games it wasn't until like the second half of that generational life cycle that the playstation really started coming out with some fantastic like truly fantastic Solo
1: experience games. Because correct me if I'm wrong, uh, GTA and Metal Gear Solid, which used to be basically more They both went multi-platform, went multi-platform in that platform. generation, so yeah. it was all
0: up to Sony first-party studios... Um, which there was only one God of War game for the entire generation. That came wow. out like four years into the life cycle. Wow.
1: They had Uncharted at least, but, yeah, that's what Unch- I was saying.
0: but the first Uncharted was such an indie sleeper hit because it also came from Naughty Dog. Like nobody knew what to like I had so many people that didn't find out about Uncharted until, until the second one, the second oh. one yeah. Huh. Um and Frozen. I only started playing the first one like maybe a year after the release when people were writing retrospectives
1: about what a genuine gem
0: yeah genuine gem it was. It's like Street Fighter.
2: Um, nobody knew the first one until so you got to Street Fighter Two. That was the only big one in the arcades. Well, the
1: first one is, like, nothing like the second one. No.
2: Yeah. They should have just called it something different. Yeah. Mm. But also nothing like the
0: lore that we've established in Pokemon today is that Pokemon Mansion had its own weird lore associated with it that's kind of gone dry in Pokemon games of late. There have been allusions to all kinds of deeper lore, but, like, are you aware of the whole story behind the Pokemon Mansion in the first
2: game? A little bit because of the, like, the ghost being there in Cubone.
1: Oh no, that's a tower.
2: Oh, that's tower. that. tower. Yeah. I don't know the mansion. Pokémon
0: yeah.
1: Mansion is where there's the uh, diaries that you see.
0: You're right. Yeah. It's a destroyed building that housed Mewtwo where Mewtwo was created and escaped from. Um, and so this is an interesting thing about coughing is that there's a fan theory, I don't think this has been validated in any kind of actual lore that yeah, it's a it's man-made like Pokémon or anything. Yeah, so there was a fan theory that Because coughing actually has like man-made symbols on it, even though we've seen human creations like Phillips head screws on other Pokemon (laughs) already. Um, But that coughing was the result of like people creating a Pokemon in that same lab that they created Mewtwo as a means of keeping Mewtwo under control. So the same way when they capture the Incredible Hulk, that they gas him (laughs) to try to keep him like sedated in like his Mm. whatever chamber. That's what they were trying to do with Mewtwo, and that's what the uh, coughing were. They were synthetic
1: Pokemon. See, the coughing poison symbol, symbol is one of those that I can actually hand wave away as making sense in the universe. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a thing where it has the symbol on its body naturally, and then humanity went, huh, that's a Pokemon that gives off a very poisonous odor. Odor? <laughs> odor. 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 <laughs> Hold the door. <laughs> uh, why do I drink during this? <laughs> Peer pressure. Eh, true. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, a poisonous odor. 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 Uh, So it gives off a poisonous smell. And so they took that symbol that appears on its, you call it a belly? Its head? Whatever, its body? And, well, you know, they took the symbol and they thought, okay, we'll make this the universal symbol for poison. Hmm. Like that, I can easily hand wave away as why it has that symbol versus something like Magnemite being magnets and screws and a ball bearing. That's pretty good. I mean that theory right there that you've you've convinced me almost.
0: So my headcanon reason for buying into that fan theory, counterpoint. Yeah. Is first off, he's the one Pokemon with like a truly vacant look on his expression <laughs> on his face. Like well, more Psyduck. so that, But Psyduck, like it's because he has a headache. But he's at least focusing on it, he's at least able to make eye contact. Coughing <laughs> is perpetually looking up at the sky, like unaware of his surroundings or anything at all. It does have that dupey grin also. Yeah. 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 And then the other part of it is is the fact that when it evolves, it becomes a cannonball disaster <laughs> and gets a second head and an attempt at a third head in that like little third uh, bulb. And yeah. so my interpretation of that is that this is not a pokemon that knows how to evolve the way all other pokemon gotcha. do in nature because it's synthetic. When it evolves, it fucks up at evolving and thus creates this like conjoined head situation rather than actually turning into something. Turning into something. So what do you think it one... would have
2: evolved into if if it like if it was like a not man made theory, I think it would have evolved into a friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I should have
1: prepared that for Monmod's <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're talking about wheezing as well, what's interesting is that all the Pokédex entries mention that it is like two coughings that combine, and then like one of them. Like, it's not so much that one gets smaller, it's that they pass the gas between the two heads, and so one is constantly inflated, the other is constantly kind of deflated. Hmm. So it's weird, it's one of those things that you don't actually see in the games, or even the anime, where suddenly it's like... so many other details that we've yeah, encountered that where it's like, two coughings become one wheezing. I'm like, no, there were no other coughings around when I evolved my coughing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my my mentioning
0: that it does evolve into a friend is referencing actual lore from the show, which is the fact that Team Rocket, which is amazing to me that my mom chose to name this Pokemon Rocket. Yeah. (laughs) Props to her for unintentionally tying it back to lore. Well done, Mama Baloo. Um, Mon Mom killed it again. Yep. (laughs) Totally redeemed herself for the lovely Flintstones. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, I love explaining this to different guests. We sent my mom, I sent my mom a Lolan-Dug trio that has blonde hair, uh-huh. and because of the blonde hair, she thought of Barney Rubble from the Flintstones, and mm. she said that it reminds her of the lovely Flintstones. Um, I don't think anyone got that one. Nobody got that one. That was one that everybody whiffed, and I didn't blame them. <laughs> bubble stumper. Um, yeah. But yeah, James. James in the show of Team Rocket had a coughing that, because it loved him so much, it evolved into a wheezing. So I just have to make
2: note of that because it was. It's like in all relationships. Yeah. You just you evolve into the person that they need. Yeah. And you grow a second head. And you grow yeah. a second head. Yeah. You step There's up. two of you. <laughs> show it's like up.
0: forgetting Sarah Marshall. You stop trying to just be the person that you were. You realize that hey, part of a relationship is
2: growing. Yeah. Hmm. But now it because... got deep. Yeah. Yeah. you get that's... deep on the show that much? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so much feelings. <laughs> this is why you drink while you're doing this. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. All right, so let's move on. This isn't the Sad Boys episode. That was the last time. (laughs) Uh, I want to point out the original names for these Pokemon in the beta. Uh, Coughing was NY, like New York, and it evolved into LA. (laughs) I originally took offense when I learned the first beta name because I was like,
0: my New Yorker pride came out. I grew up (laughs) in New York. I'm a transplant, but my New Yorker pride is one of those things I'll never be able to let go of. I wrote a uh, I wrote a think piece on like NBA free agency like a couple weeks ago for you a friend's website and I went in saying like it hurts me to say that the Knicks are gonna lose out in free agency I totally called that KD
1: and Kyrie to the Nets thing. Before to be it ever fair, happened. the only people who didn't think the Knicks were gonna lose in free agency were the Knicks themselves. <laughs> Not even the Knicks themselves, just James Dolan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, there is. But I mean, among like the actual like insiders, the Bill Simmonses, the Mark Steins, and everybody like that, those those guys who have like ascended to that level of like sports commentary are like have been in the game for so long that they can't shake these ideas of these franchises just by reputation. Yeah, that clout.
2: I think a lot of the time, that's uh, like even trying to learn about like different sports. Like I'm not a big hockey fan, um, but I have lots of friends who are huge hockey fans that keep saying they want to take me to stuff. So like trying to get into it is hard because it's just based off of team reputation rather mm. than yeah. current what's happening right now.
0: Yeah, so much is tribal knowledge. I mean, like you know, to hear the LA, to hear to hear L.A. Lakers fans talk about, it, and that's the flip side of it with the Knicks, yeah. Nets, Lakers, Clippers right now with what happened in free agency. Yep. To hear Lakers fans talk talk about it, like they've been serious contenders every year. We're gonna have a parade
2: already. We're ready to have the victory yeah. parade. L.A. Lakers were so excited. We were already exactly we won in our. And head. that's that's what happened. That's the
0: talk that happens every free agency year after <laughs> anything good that happens. LeBron signed. Oh, chips as good as ours. LeBron's bringing a ring. Yep. Hmm. This year,
1: Anthony Davis trade. Oh, chips as good as right. ours. Bringing a ring. I mean, that's still better than the Knicks.
3: Oh yeah, like <laughs> oh, the yeah. Lakers.
1: The Lakers for all of their front office foibles actually are trying something. It's the same old thing of we'll bring in a new superstar and that'll save the day. But at least it's something compared to the Knicks where it's like. Through either science or magic, we will make it 1996 again. <laughs> we are, yeah, the Knicks, the, being a Knicks fan
0: is, one, like, especially year after year, just turns you into the Pagliacci of fandom. Or <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you should probably try to go be a Knicks fan.
1: No,
3: no <laughs> doctor
0: duck. in their right mind would suggest that. It's never a recommendation from them. If you want to feel good about your team, you should try looking at the Knicks franchise and how terrible <laughs> their team is. Oh but Doc, God. I am That'd a Knicks fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, it,
1: correct me if I'm wrong, blue, but I feel like the New York sports allegiances have always been like Knicks, Yankees, Giants, and uh, Rangers. Like, if you're a fan of one, you're a fan of all four, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, whereas then it's always like Nets, Jets, Mets, And the islanders are their own special thing because they were on long island but yeah i mean there's
0: always been like a weird set of reasoning for why things split out that way and i wouldn't say that there's any kind of intrusion so like with the knicks it's because the knicks play in madison square garden yeah they are the storied franchise they've been around since before the merger they've been playing there they were playing in the original aba before the merger happened no they were in the nba the nets Nets were aba yeah yeah before they before yeah before the aba merged with the nba is what i'm saying um and it's the fact that they actually did manage to win some championships in the NBA before the merger happened. And so they
1: have that establishment as the original NBA hometown team. Yeah. And the Yankees are the Yankees. Well, also, like, the Nets were in Jersey up until a few years ago.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I think the Yankees always felt like more of the New York team because the Mets occupied, like, that stadium all the way out in Queens as opposed mm. to the Yankees that were just a quick train ride up out of, man- out of like, midtown Manhattan. <laughs> Into, like, you know, the less undesirable part of the Outer Burrows. <laughs> but New York sports aside, let's bring it back to the second polluting Pokemon, unless you have any closing thoughts on coughing.
1: Um, oh, well, I always thought that these guys... I was actually shocked when I saw in the Pokedex that these are described as looking like a balloon or feeling like a balloon, hmm. uh, and that they only weigh, uh, what, two pounds, I think? Because uh, I always thought they had more of a craggy appearance and just assumed they had kind of a... They're like a sick geo dude. Yeah. I was trying to think of the right. So you don't think they could like, be a craggy flesh balloon?
3: Oh, I that think I just sounds wanted like you're describing that. testicles. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say scrotum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I basically pictured oh. an
0: inflated scrotum skin yeah, filled yeah. with poisonous right. gas. Purple
3: oh.
2: purple with a poison symbol on the bottom of it. I need to go vomit I'll I'm gonna right say back. that
0: as of this moment anything goes in this episode because I'm sure I just scared away every fucking <laughs> listener we have. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry, Rob. <laughs> Go and do your plugs up front before I scare away
1: every <laughs> listener.
0: God
2: damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> There's just gonna be, someone's going to send you a very gross meme of purple scrotums with poison symbol on them. And we'll deserve it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll yeah. have to forward it to me because well, it sounds like a
0: very funny picture. Well, Michael Darling is our research department, so he gets those first.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, so
3: send those
1: to @futurehasbeen yeah. on Twitter. God damn it. And then send it to at W-H-Y Baloo on Twitter. (laughs) Just Uh, caption it as, uh, flesh coughing. (laughs) God. So, what I was trying to say. Sorry, flesh coughing?
0: What is that sexual act?
1: (laughs) Oh. Um, round table. What is it? (laughs) No. Moving on. Moving on. So, I always thought that it had more of a kind of craggy, uh, like, maybe not geodude, but maybe, like, something a little softer, but not flesh. Uh, feeling to it with, like, a rough texture. Like, I never would have thought, just
2: looking at it, that it was balloon-like in quality and feel. I think in my head it, I could see it, like, floating enough that, like, if you pushed it, it wouldn't fight back. But I wouldn't assume it only weighed two pounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd figure
0: it had to be lighter than that, so that's why I was literally picturing just, like, the thinnest, most membranous of
3: scrotum <laughs> <Jesus> tissues. Yeah. <Christ. sighs> <laughs> like like stretched uh, stretched out
2: uh, so wheezing <laughs> which flesh coughing is when you lick somebody's uh, head and then you yeah. start coughing on the hair no that's
1: hair coughing oh like, yeah you said hair like, wheezing <laughs> okay let me handle this one <laughs> wheezing is two coughings together one is a little bit bigger than the other now that is definitely
0: yep
2: Two flesh coughs. Yep, I'm out. Flesh, I'm out. flesh coughing is <laughs> Michael Darling's left. He has <laughs> We have our first walk off. First time. He's taking the dog with him. But like, uh, but while we're on the subject of flesh coughing is when you
0: <laughs> try to surface the testicles and it goes a little bit too far a to A little the back bit too far <laughs> that you have to
3: huh,
2: you get that little huh, You just get huh. that yeah. <laughs> it's not really a cough, it's more just like a hard 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 breath. Okay, Michael Darling is now – he's running down the hall. He's running back down. He's running. I don't know why he's running. He's
0: torn his open nipple shirt that he wears for podcasting, folks. It's
2: bleeding now. It's, like, chafed so much from the running. I was reminded I'm under contract for
1: this podcast. He has come back dripping sweat,
0: literally pooling sweat. Why do you have a purple Sharpie in your hand? (laughs) Good God. Uh, he's clutching a crucifix uh, in one hand <laughs> and the sharpie in the other he is ready to
1: fight <laughs> please so they say <laughs> in the games that uh some people use coffin, use a wheezings to make perfume which i just find that interesting because i never would have thought that it would smell good in any way shape or form and they said this about the oddish line as well that they use them to make perfumes I could see the oddish. Yeah,
0: oddish makes a little bit more sense. I thought it was vile plume oh, that's specifically. That's what I say. Vile yeah, plume would be. I th- vile plume or
1: gloom. I can't remember at this moment which.
0: It one. was one it was of the stinkier one of ones good. of the two. Gloom yeah. would help
2: you. Is like a a depressant.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, perfume. like when we had that episode about gloom, because it had like the sleepy eyed thing going on and drooling a little bit. I said that okay, it got. And I quoted Notorious B.I.G. on this one where I said, um, <laughs> it looks like it's gotten so poisonous so suddenly that it's high on its own supply. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Um,
2: so I think Weezing's uh, perfume would be for like after you flesh coughing, <laughs> it's a throat, <laughs> it's a throat <laughs> spray. The throat spray to numb, like throat coat. <laughs> throat coat. But it's, it's uh, That analgesic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Breezy wheezing. You
1: pronounce it that way just because. <laughs>
3: <you? laughs>
1: I was staring you down the entire time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Michael has now clutched the Wait, is it not pronounced face. analgesic? <laughs> he's really, he's holding, he's, he's, he's extending cl- he's it. He's clutching it so hard now, it, his hand is turning red.
1: I'm a good Christian boy. That's a lie. <laughs> Weirdly, Baloo is. Anyhow. Hi, Mom. <laughs> 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 Anyhow, because I know Meg, my girlfriend, will be sending me notes. <laughs> Shout out to Meg. <laughs> uh, let's move on, unless we have anything else we want to say about coughing and wheezing.
0: Um, so I mentioned that wheezing kind of looks like a really, as proof of, like, my head thing about it being an unnatural Pokemon. And I have to, I love being able to fit in these Simpsons references because what is Twitter if not a <laughs> constant archive of Simpsons moments? <laughs> um, it makes me think of that one Halloween episode where they were spoofing Harry Potter and i just love this because I, re- I make reference to it all the time nobody mm-hmm. picks it up um where it's like bart has to transfigure a frog into a prince and he creates this like half prince half frog monstrosity oh and it's just like writhing on his desk vomiting oh. every other line and then just says please kill me <laughs> <laughs> there'll be a link to that in the show what notes, do you think folks. the
2: third little bulb thing on the wheezing is oh that's a flesh coughing
3: and
1: the next one alright rule 3's we're done Uh, although interestingly in the diamond pearl and platinum pokedex they say though very rare triplets have been found so somewhere out there in the wild in the games we've never actually seen this Mm -hmm. there are three headed wheezings and that's frightening
0: I'll close off by saying what we have seen in the wild is the shiny, which is a sickly green, which fits this Pokemon very well. Oh, yeah. Great I've shiny. actually called out the green as a fairly lazy Pokemon shiny for other designs. Like, I think Firo was the one that I said. That makes no fucking sense. Mm, yeah. Um, but for a pollution Pokemon? Green, absolutely. Perfect. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, so let's move into less fleshy territory with Rhyhorn. Cue us up, Mr. Darling.
1: It is less fleshy, isn't it? Uh, Rhyhorn is a rock slash ground type you first encounter in the Safari Zone, which, as we've talked about before, the Safari Zone sucks. Yeah, do you remember the Safari Zone? Yes. Yeah. It was, like, I mean, we,
0: in reviewing the rules, we talked about it for the first time on last episode with Execute. It was some carny bullshit. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, here, you can only use these specific
1: Pokeballs, and all you can do is either throw food or a rock. No, and you only had in the first games 500 steps. Doesn't say. I know was steps. They changed it in later ones where you got like unlimited steps, which it was a little bit more fair. But still, like,
0: yeah, what am I, an AGDQ speedrunner? I'm supposed to count fucking steps. <laughs> I don't know if you guys. So this is a this is a weird thing that I enjoy relaxing to after I've had a specifically like productive day but a gdq speed runs for some reason are that the is, most relaxing
1: <laughs> that is love. awesome games done quick for the record
2: yes <laughs> or gdq games done quick yep, i've yep. watched now for three years straight mm-hmm. i got into speed running watching speed running i don't speed run i got watching the speed running from the first blind uh punch out oh yeah. everybody has did something that they came across this yeah. year this did one, you see the blind the punch, punch out Wii. yeah was God. nuts Ugh, it the was so guy. good. I highly recommend that. Yeah.
0: It's almost hypnotic. Look it up. So one other thing I would say to plug this is that the reason why I love GDQ specifically, not just speed running in general, but yeah. they gather speed runners and they have such a great like setup to the show and how they run it, but they're raising money for charity. So... AGDQ raises money from, I think, uh, Doctors the Ameri- Without Borders. No, uh, that's SGDQ. Oh, that's right. Yeah. that's SGDQ. AGDQ does the American Cancer Association, yes. I believe. That sounds right. That's right. And both of these things raise millions of dollars. Yeah, they raised $3, $3 million. million
1: this year at Summer Games Done Quick like yeah. for Medicine. Two weeks uh, ago. Board, uh, Doctors Without Borders. Boarders, yeah. Medicine Sans Frontieres. Yeah.
2: I every year uh, they've gotten, yeah. they keep breaking their record. Yeah, every single this was the first event. time they've cracked three.
0: And it's even spawned some other speedruns. Like, there's RPG Limit Break now that focuses specifically on speedrunning RPGs, which is mm. crazy that somebody speed ran like, Final Fantasy VIII last year in eight hours and change.
2: The first time I started watching speedrunning, I could only watch games that were, like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes max. Because I was like, I'm not going to sit here for 30 minutes and watch mm-hmm. this game. And then I watched, uh, I think it was a four-hour Majora's Mask huh. run, and I was like, oh, all right, God. I'm into this. Like, yeah. sold. Yeah. I, I mean, could totally watch four uh, hours of last this. Week
1: Last week, I watched Kizaran's run from this year's SGDQ of Pokemon Crystal, uh, which was like three and a half hours,
2: but really funny, actually. Yeah, if you have good commentators, it's really good, because I love when they're describing what's happening. Because then, if you're if you're if you don't know the game, then it's super easy to like really follow along, and then you understand like, oh, this is difficult, or this is interesting. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, so here's a here's an idea. I want you guys to plug one GDQ speedrun, that, and I'll link to each of these in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. Props to GDQ because it's such a great cause. Um, we just missed SGDQ. It was at the beginning of July. But A G D Q happens around the holidays every year.
1: Well, usually January, I think.
0: Like uh, December. Years. They they end it on New Year's Eve. Oh really? Okay. They actually play oh. through New Year's Eve, yeah. Wow. Um but yeah, if you All right, let me think. Let me think. So I'll go first. Um it's a speedrunner. I love I've watched this one maybe five times. Um, his name is Jesus, here's toast <laughs> and he speedruns Bloodborne. He's done it twice for GDQ. Um there's one where he does an all bosses speedrun and then another one that he follows up with just an any percent speed run. And both of them are hilarious. Oh,
1: I thought you would have mentioned the hundred percent Jack and Daxter run. Uh. That Which was so good last just year. just devolves into comedy because everyone starts doing Owen Wilson impersonations. That's by bones. <laughs> yeah, the guy I got know. banned from SGDQ. Well, from Games Done Quick. Yeah. For doing just the constant Owen Wilson jokes. It
0: wasn't actually the Owen Wilson jokes that got him banned, it was because he told people to tweet at Southwest Airlines for losing something of his. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <That's good. laughs> and people
0: actually started tweeting Oops. at Southwest Airlines, so yeah. Oops. yeah. Yikes. Yeah, so he got banned like 15 minutes into that run, but then
1: they. (laughs) Well, he had to keep
0: going. But yeah, yeah. it was hilarious. Uh,
1: Speaking of hilarious runs, this Crystal run from last, Mm -hmm. well, the most recent one, was a lot of fun because Keeseron has a habit of winding up in situations where he screws up. Mm -hmm. And, like, he might take the wrong steps, and then there's an unexpected Pokemon encounter, or he might wind up getting a trainer he doesn't want to (laughs) fight, has to fight him. (laughs) The joke was just like someone would say. Uh, I mean, making a donation. Good luck, Keysron. I believe in you. And Keysron responded, why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Rob, what's the uh, speed run you want to most shout out? I mean, you mentioned Majora's Mask. I don't know if you want sure, to make that good.
2: I would say the uh, Resident Evil 2 remake Ooh. that they did this year was so mm. funny. Because there was some really broken things in that game. Who, play, who did that? Was that Bok Bok Soup?
0: I don't think it was. I can't remember cuz he typically has run the Resident Evil games for like a number of years. Yeah,
2: maybe it was. It was very good. Not only was it really good, but it, like it was very funny mm-hmm. because they did a uh, the incentive was to do the sixth uh, or the fourth survivor mm-hmm. um bonus wow. thing. Nice. And just Horrible! Everything went wrong in it. Yeah. And like at one point at the end, he just starts throwing grenades everywhere. it's like whatever, I'm like going down with a fight.
1: Oh. It's so good. Uh, so one other I recommend, uh, just because it's been helpful to me, mm-hmm. believe it or not, uh, is the Mexican runner doing Cuphead from I think huh. this past yeah. awesome games done quick, which I've been playing Cuphead recently on my Switch, mm-hmm. and that one actually taught me a few things that I didn't know I could do in the game. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't you been you doing able that to Switch. Do... Are you switching between oh, the two? Oh no, that's thing? too hard for me. But. <laughs> Uh, Just, like, realizing, like, because this run was 100%, so beating everything and getting either S-score, which is just perfection, Mm -hmm. or on the various, like, platforming run and gun levels, the P-rank, which is pacifist, where you never shoot once. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know, right? Uh, So it was crazy watching this and learning, like, oh, I can do that to that boss? Mm -hmm. This is good to know for when I face it. And then I was able to beat that particular boss pretty quickly. Yeah, which is to say, it only took me ten deaths versus thirty.
2: <laughs> yeah, sometimes nice speedruns just help you play yeah. the game casually.
1: Yeah, these are all on YouTube. Just search like any of your favorite video games, and then like GDQ and I'm sure you will find it. Yeah, Absolutely. I'll include links to these
0: specific uh, speedruns that we've mentioned in the show notes. But bringing us back to Rhyhorn. Yes. Um. So first off, I just want to say that this has always been a case of like mixing up. The same way in real life. I mix up Timothy Oliphant and Josh Duhamel. Why? Because they're both... One of both... them is one of our <laughs> finest actors. The other is Josh Duhamel. Josh Duhamel was in the storied and amazing series Vegas. How are you... Why are you slandering Josh... Josh Duhamel doesn't get that joke because nobody watches Vegas. <laughs> I'll also link to the Aziz Ansari bit about that in the yep, show notes. Yeah, still cancels. Great. <laughs> still canceled. Actually, I won't link to it. I'll just... T- put the quote in <laughs> actually i saw a headline that aziz is actually getting a new series on netflix so. i just so watched you, him a stand-up on Netflix. i watched a okay.
2: stand-up a uh, few weeks ago in yeah. long beach huh it's yeah
0: great i mean the one thing i'll say is that i feel like his response to his me too moment was better
2: than he talks about anybody. it in the special yeah Interesting. don't don't tell him i said that because he'll sue me okay fair enough <laughs> Well, this will probably but I, go up. But, but I'm going to say it anyway. This is
1: probably going to go up after that special. No one's listening. We lost no. them at the coffee. <laughs> you think event. Aziz is yeah, already. fans of
2: Aziz watch? My mom is the only one listening at this point. <laughs> maybe, Meg. Maybe. Uh, but, yeah, he mentions it right at the top of the the special. He talked about it. Interesting. I mean, that's honestly the
0: biggest thing he can do as opposed to, let's see somebody else who isn't mentioning it, Louis C.K. Fuck, fuck that him. guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Bad. Um, the fact that he openly and I mean the other thing like not only is Louis C.K. refusing to talk about it. Sorry, I'm just going to go in. Let's this, this is this is celebrity feud number three. Bring it, Louis C.K. Um, hey, this is
1: the one that I'm actually in favor of starting. Good.
0: Um, fuck Louis C.K. Fuck um, you, Louis C.K. I know everybody. you're.
2: Someone's gonna. Tell you what's saying. Uh, yeah,
0: and fuck everybody that enabled him for that number of years, and fuck everybody that is enabling him to be able to get up on comedy stages still, mm-hmm. like to blind to ba- to like to basically like blindside audiences and like and the other
1: comics on the bill.
0: Yeah, and yeah. like apparently make people. I, I've heard something like he makes people sign like NDAs before they leave that they can't like share anything really? from his act or something like that. There's some That's weird. Crazy. There's seems, something. Yeah.
2: But like, I wouldn't say it's too crazy. Like, because Aziz, like they, you can't have your phone out to text or anything. They they will throw you out. See, that it's makes more sense
1: to me than like forcing an audience to sign NDA. Yeah, so I don't know about yeah, the yeah. signing the NDA thing. Yeah, but yeah, there is some like...
0: like stricter control on yeah. audience like release of his act. Um, but it's basically, I mean, as a comedian, like, what can you do? Like, to focus test. Yeah. Like, you can't do, like, a politician and have, like, somebody put people in a mirrored room and be like, so what do you think about... You have to test out your material somehow. Like, and that's what he's trying to do, and it's just like, I'm glad that literally every audience is telling him to fuck off.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't think so, because I've heard, like, there have been a lot of just, you know, applause and laughter and everything. At okay. His so maybe not the like... audiences,
0: but pretty much the response to everybody hearing about those shows is like... Yeah, that's... 'Cause I mean, and I understand. I don't I don't necessarily expect the audiences to start literally pelting him with tomatoes like it's a Looney Tunes cartoon. Hmm. We should bring that back though. We really should. We should throw coughing's. If I next time I'm in New York and I go to the comedy cellar, because that is one of my favorite things to do when I visit New York, I am making sure I'm stopping at one of those bodegas and buying yeah, some yeah, tomatoes before I go <laughs> in.
3: Yeah,
2: hand them out to friends, to have yeah, people yeah. join you.
1: Well go to a shitty bodega so you can get like the really rotten tomatoes. Well, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, what, what other kind why? of bodega is there? Yeah, is <laughs> Darling, have you ever been to New York? Ripe ones won't splatter. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when I've been to New York I've been in a hotel, so I have a <laughs> really fancy been. man i don't live that listen
0: listen the real new york experience is just staying out all night you don't yeah need fucking you gotta hotel. watch
2: you gotta watch a homeless man masturbate if you haven't yeah. seen that on a subway i could just go to a louis ck set. i'm sure he'll do that hey you know what you keep pff, hey holy, yo, shit. That was so holy good. shit that was even
0: worse than flesh coughing <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Ryehorn.
0: <laughs> so so i thought that Rhyhorn was like a straight up like rhinoceros pokemon it tur- because of the name especially yeah. like it turns out it's actually like more boar sized it's only three feet tall Weird. um so it's like half of a louis ck but just as terrifying when it's like when louis ck is charging at you because apparently Rhyhorn are like so stupid that they will forget <laughs> why they are charging at you mid charge but still continue charging until they fall asleep yeah you gotta follow through man Yep, Follow, like that's key. Uh, I don't know if you golf, but that's key, that's key advice for
1: golf. So now we're a golf golf mon. <laughs> in Pokemon X and Y, your character's mom is a retired Rhyhorn racer. Which, if that's not a mon's world, I don't know what is. Uh, and there's a section of Route Nine in Kalos that is so <coughs> rocky that you have to ride a Rhyhorn in order to cross it.
0: Yeah, I um So one thing I'll say that this we've talked a lot about the lore not reflecting the real world, but in this case, the lore does reflect the real world in the fact that apparently it's really dumb in this form when it's on all four legs, but then when it grows up and it's walking on two legs, it's smarter, which is just like humans, because babies, I don't know if you guys have met babies, listeners, but babies are really dumb. Babies are really stupid. My sister has two twin boys. They start getting smarter once they get on two legs. Smarter.
1: You just called out your nephews
0: on this podcast. Fuck them.
2: (laughs) They're never going to hear this. Technology is <laughs> going to be so advanced by the time they're able to like comprehend podcasts. Podcasts won't exist. They're going to do download this straight to their ear in like 10 years, <laughs> and you're going to be in trouble. Damn it. I'll be dead by then.
1: There I really be. hope your sister plays this for them on their 13th birthday or some shit like she that. She absolutely will. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it becomes Rhydon, which is six feet tall. And as you described in the notes, looks like the grayscale non-binary Nido King slash Queen
0: yeah, which I think is exactly. I mean, we've actually made this joke multiple times before. We've met uh, Michael Chow, uh, friend of the pod, frequent guest host, uh, has made the joke about Professor Oak being too obsessed with binaries in terms of gender. We kind of talked about that. we kind of talked t- talked about that in the Nido King Nido Queen episode. But here is our gender neutral happy boy um but i do want but
1: you skipped gender neutral happy
3: boy
0: boy is neutral b o i is a neutral term we are all boys in the eyes of the lord okay (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i've read my eyes
1: yes
0: (laughs) but um but no so i have to rewind quickly to Rhyhorn for ash being a dumbass yeah my favorite recurring thing to bring up um, and this is less Ash being a dumbass, but a major gripe I have with world building and rule building in general, which is if you establish rules in a goddamn universe, stick to them. Oh yeah. Lightning is not able to beat ground and rock type, but Ash is able to use his Pikachu to beat a Rhyhorn in a key gym battle with Blaine, who is
2: a fire trainer, but somehow had a rock and ground type.
3: Yeah, that's. What but we're if we're
2: gonna... gonna if we're gonna talk about other rules that I hate, it's like how are how is coughing and wheezing weak to ground type. It's levitating. It can't can't reach them. Oh, well, they do have... They changed In later gens, they have the levitate levitate ability, so they're
1: not affected. But yeah, it is silly.
2: But it wasn't like Generation 2 where they're like, we gotta fix this. It was Mm. like 4. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Diglett can't hit. That (laughs) Why did I do that? Clearly, you weren't a Magic the Gathering
0: player. (laughs) I waited 10 years for them to fix some shit in that card game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they used the same lightning rod bullshit Mm -hmm. with Onyx way back (laughs) earlier in the series. So they're consistent in being wrong. I respect that. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, we were talking before, again... This is
1: the B-roll before the podcast
0: episode where we were talking about the Illusionist and Prestige. Because uh-huh. we are sitting here with a professional magician, member of the Magic Castle. But, you know, we were talking about the Prestige and the Illusionist and just about the world building that happens in there. And it's just kind of like the Illusionist. I feel like the other part of the Illusionist that kind of made it fail is that it didn't build a consistent world in terms of where it came down on
2: what the Magic actually was. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that's what was fascinating about the Prestige is like... Um, it gave you like trying to give you like insight to like real kind of how magic is really done and then like really takes hard lefts and like goes apeshit on oh yeah, what's possible. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's so fascinating. And I think yeah. that's what a- as a magician, like magicians should strive for is this like balance of like we all know magic is fake, mm-hmm. magic's not real. What put the cross away, wrestling's still <laughs> real, right? Wrestling is always real. Oh, <laughs> uh so like finding that balance of like if we all know it's not real Mm -hmm. how can i get you to a point where you just can't explain it Mm -hmm. so now it forces you to think well maybe it's just something i don't understand or maybe magic is real opposed to forcing down your throat when i snap my finger Mm. the coin ban no the coin's not gone i know it's not gone yeah but finding a balance and i think (laughs) where the fuck is my wallet (laughs) i'm so sorry I should have not snapped
0: my
1: finger Rob, Rob is
0: now a homeowner of three homes in Miami, just like 50 Cent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who didn't realize he had those homes. I,
0: that's one of my favorite anecdotes that I've gotten to bring up on the podcast. I don't know if you know this. In quick summation, 50 Cent is so rich that he forgot about two homes he owned in Miami until they got broken into and cops <laughs> called him. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ! But back to the Prestige for a moment.
0: But spoiler on the Prestige yeah. for what, like a ten-year-old movie? Yeah. that you guys may not say it's like 13, way older yeah. thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. I'd say it was. Like, it came out in thousand seven. So like Christopher Nolan when he was doing the Dark Knight trilogy, like he had like personal project Batman movie, personal project Batman movie. The Prestige came between Batman Begins and Dark Knight. I remember yeah. that was the first one, so that's why it got mostly overlooked because it wasn't until Dark Knight that everybody was like, oh, we need to see every movie Christopher Nolan mm. makes. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, but that is it is very fascinating. I think The Illusionist doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the thing I like about The Prestige, and here we go, full spoilers,
1: is yeah. that the final trick, like, well, both of their final tricks, one is more just, like, a natural thing of surprise he had a twin brother you never knew about that you've been watching, like, half this time, mm-hmm. which, great reveal. And then on the other side, like, it's not so much magic as, like, weird David Bowie sci-fi stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I say David Bowie because it's literally him playing Nikola Tesla. Yep. Yeah, uh, sci-fi stuff going
2: on to create this impossible illusion. Yeah, it's also this great thing of like, uh, like the twin thing is so fascinating because you think how hard they had to work. Oh yeah. To accomplish having hiding a twin forever, mm. and then on the other side of that is something that's genuinely impossible.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and also it gets you because you think, okay, that's the big reveal is this twin thing. And then it hits you with the actual Hugh yeah. Jackman bit. Yeah. yeah. Well the thing about
0: it is is that the Hugh Jackman bit lands ultimately because that's not the fantastic thing and he's not using it for the sake of itself. It's to fuel a trick that he feels mirrors another trick that he himself can't explain. So again, spoil- we're diving full in spoilers for this fifteen year old movie. Welcome to the prestige spoiler cast. <laughs> But it's also the fact that, like, Christian Bale himself is the better reflection of that because he's been setting up this trick his entire life. Yes. Um, And, I mean, it reflects what he says early on in the first act of the movie that I quoted pre-roll for the podcast. Uh, You know, the trick doesn't matter. It's
2: the trick you use it. The secret doesn't matter. It's the uh, trick you use it for. Yeah. Um, So what do you find? So uh, magic question for both of you. What do you find more fascinating? The fact that he could hide... Like, if you saw a magic trick, would you want the complicated method or do you want the thing that's just the craziest thing ever see
0: the thing about it is, is and my main value of that moral in the movie let me just preface this with that with one closing thought on the moral of the movie which is that christopher nolan proves my philosophy with spoilers and it's the fact that the movie reflects that philosophy which is that once you know the secret of borden having a twin hugh jackman having the cloning machine You want to go back and watch the movie again.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: The secret impresses nobody. It's the trick you use it for. Yeah. And so that's why I personally don't care about spoilers. Like, that's 100% the reflection of, like, why whenever somebody wants to recommend something to me and says, like, oh, there's this great twist, though. And I'm like, tell me what it is. Yeah, I think
1: that's that's more the thing for me. It's not so much, like, I don't want to have the spoilers. I just would prefer – I think the thing is when you say there's a great twist – then it's like, okay, now you've given me a task to try to solve this movie as I'm watching it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to know that detail. Like, if you had told me, like, it turns out that uh, Bruce Willis is dead the whole time, okay, you've spoiled the movie for me, but I can still enjoy it. Whereas if you told me there's this great twist in The Sixth Sense, I'm spending the whole movie thing like, okay, what's What's weird in here? Something is amiss, but I
2: don't know what yet.
1: So that being said, my answer to that is, I don't need
0: complicated. I just need something that makes me scratch my head. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: my answer is there's a video on YouTube of Penn Teller doing the cup and ball trick. Yep. And so they do it once just normally with red cups and, you know, some tinfoil balls. And then they do it again with clear cups. And even though they are clearly, or rather just Penn is because Teller doesn't talk on stage, Mm -hmm. uh, Penn is saying, like, the detail of what he's doing as he's doing it, and you can see the various balls inside the clear cups, it's still impressive because, like, I don't see somehow the sleight of hand of them going into the pocket, grabbing the ball, putting it under the cup. It's yes. so quick.
2: It's, they do that very yeah. well of of not exposing to expose, but to show you kind of the rehearsal process or, like, what oh is God. going the, like, harder – the glacier under the water mm-hmm. that you get to see. Um. They do that very well. They do a few tricks in their show in Vegas that are similar, which is they say, Here's the method. If you don't want to see it, close your eyes. Hmm. Which wow. Which is fascinating. Interesting. And I absolutely didn't close my eyes because I was like, I don't <laughs> know how this is going to work. And then I, happened, I was like, Oh, geez. I would have not guessed that. Hmm. Um, yeah, because sometimes in magic, which is very hard for us when we create, is we create a trick and when we show people, sometimes we realize, Oh, the trick's shitty, but the method is unbelievable interesting Hmm. so sometimes that doesn't make necessarily a good trick uh do you know the god i wish i knew the name of it off the top of my head it's the um a science thing where if you watched a video of somebody mouthing the word uh like fan and you put the word fan underneath that but you change that first letter you would then audibly hear the new word but the audio wouldn't change does that make sense so like that's weird I, it's it's a certain principle name, and I cannot think of what yeah. it is. I think I know.
0: I think I know the exact like. Like I don't know the word for it, but I know the kind of like mental pattern that that can like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. fascinating, and I.
1: It's like that uh, like psychology video where it's okay. Watch the people as they're throwing the ball around. Yes. Count how many times the ball is passed, and then after the video is over, they ask, "Did you see the gorilla walk through?" correct what
2: With it's the gorilla. same thing it's this it's, it's uh, someone mouthing sh- one word yeah, yeah, and yeah. it mm-hmm. tells you what word they're saying and it changes the first letter huh. of it and then you start hearing that new yeah. word huh. there was another weird one similar
0: to that that i remember i mean this is just going to turn into a whole <laughs> series of these but that gif we that went ar- to the po- that gif that went around of like the building collapsing and for whatever reason the way it was filmed you could hear it even though it was a completely soundless Im- like ooh I've never image. seen that I heard I'll that. have to look it up I'll find it and put it in the show notes uh, but my friends so had come up notes.
2: my friends had come up with a trick where the method was they were you basically had read two words that rhymed with each other and it, but the audience thought they were two different words okay so at the end you would pick one of the papers and then the magician would say did you see the word fairy and you as the the audience member who's on stage at look at these two words would say yes because you just heard the word that you read. Huh. But the thing is, no matter how I said it, you would have heard either word. But so, the audience is seeing two different words. So
1: they could have been holding up the word fairy,
2: but saying Gary. Or very. Huh. And as long as I say was the word fairy, huh. though you know I'm mixing both fairy and very uh, if you didn't know there was another word that was your blaming, brain is going to look uh, for correct. whatever word Yes that you expecting. heard. So it's a fa- – like, so the trick is all right. It's okay. I'm even agitated. it's yeah, it's fairy and, ver and Listeners, very. Listeners,
0: if you made it past flesh coughing, this is your
2: reward. <laughs> this is your reward. Fa- it's fairy and very, but the audience sees the word very fair. But the person who's picking the two words doesn't see either word. Hmm. Wow. So there's just two pieces of paper. They pick up one and read it. So if they see very, great. And then you say, was the word very Oh. They're gonna say yes if you put the word fairy or fair. Would you say confirmation bias or? Uh no, it's a f- but like I don't. The method was so ingenious, and when my friend showed me, I kind of went, that's "This crazy. is great." And every time I saw the trick done, I was like, "This is a very bad trick" because it's not. <laughs>
0: there is so much variable to it. I mean, it's only two words or variable, and that's always. But I mean, that's yeah. always where like those so tricks. Good. So like, I mean, you've seen these kinds of like card tricks where like you. Flip the whole deck and you say, like, think of a card based on what you yeah, just saw. Yeah. And it's just psychology
2: where it's like you know a person's more likely to pick out like the queen yes. of diamonds or something. Those like aren't that. bad tricks, but I think and this is gonna sound real weird, if I were to do something like that, I pick like the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> 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 and I would say most magicians will So you play. just look for the guy in the New York Knicks hat? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Because most magicians just assume it works on everybody. Or they just think, like, oh, it should work on everybody. So then when it doesn't work, they get very upset. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm playing the odds of, like, well, I'm going to find the, the guy or girl who I think is going to be most like susceptible to this and just fall for it. Hmm. Hey, Janice, like this
0: magician thinks he's going to fool me. <laughs> I'm going to show I'm him. I'm
3: going to show him.
2: Fuck, it was the Three of Hearts. <laughs> I looked at all the cards. Co- I looked at. I could have thought of any of them. How do you know it was the Ace of Spades?
3: <laughs> because uh, we all know fun. that Ramstein song. That's why it was the Ace of Spades. <laughs>
0: all right. You know who's even, you know what's even dumber than a New Yorker that thinks that they can outsmart? <laughs> well, it was a yeah. Rhyhorn,
1: but Rhydon's are smarter than yeah,
0: that. Yeah, yeah. No, a, Rhy, a Rhyhorn and Rhydon that thinks they can surf. Oh, wait. Can they, darling? They can. Oh it's the funniest fucking thing. It is Rhyons, so good. Rhydon can
1: learn surf in. Every Pokemon game, and it's the funniest thing.
2: Why do you think that is? That can't be a glitch, because
1: it Yeah, it I, can't be. I couldn't find any reason for it. You guys they can't see me, but I want to picture
0: that Rhydon and Rhyhorn as, like, on the surfboard, like...
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just
0: <laughs> just well, terrified
1: it's, like, of its is, life. In the anime, there was an episode where there was a Rhydon that could literally surf, and I don't mean, like, surf the move. I mean, it rode a surfboard and hung ten, it had overcome its fear of water, according to the story of the episode, which that's not how...
2: Was that the Surfing Pikachu went. episode?
1: No, it's a different one. This was later on. There are on multiple the surfing episodes of on this there show. are. <laughs>
3: what
2: the fuck? It's like... A, you if know, they fall in the water, movie. they just
1: die? <laughs> Is they it super effective? Because, you know, like, it's doubly weak to water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, this Rhydon would ride a surfboard and naturally Team Rocket wanted to catch it because, well, obviously. And it ended as you would expect for Team Rocket, which is to say poorly. Oh, well, one one important note, though, about Rhydon before we go. It's the first Pokemon. It was literally the first Mon ever designed, uh, which makes sense for how it's not the most exciting design. Uh, and though it's never been a mascot, it has received some small little honors and distinction. Mm-hmm. Uh, across the games. Namely, like, uh, there are statues at the entrances of the gyms in the first couple generations that are clearly based on Rhydon. Uh, The sprite for the generic kind of, like, bipedal beast is Rhydon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there are statues in the ruins of Alf and Johto that are Rhydon in Pokemon Go. Raid battles use a symbol based on Rhydon's head. So, yeah. Like, Rhydon, although it's never been a mascot, has all of these honors. Just kind of a quiet distinction of this is where it all started. Mm. This is our not particularly well-loved Mickey Mouse because we have an actual electric mouse. Chansey is a normal type. You first encounter in the Safari Zone. And Baloo, how do you feel about Chansey? I really hate it. <laughs> this is Baloo hatred pit now. We're in the, we're in the Blue hate pit. Hate, um, hate, hate,
0: hate, hate, I So my theory on this is that there was a bet in the Pokemon offices to design a marsupial-style Pokemon with a pouch of some kind. And I really hate the fact that this is what somebody designed in that bet. I think the other design <laughs> was Kangaskhan, which we'll get to another time. But uh next time actually. Yeah. Um But my major thing is that like it's just I can't even put it into words, like I'm just like paralyzed by just sheer disgust of this dumb, weird, pointy haired eared thing. That is carrying an egg around like it's fucking not funny Danny DeVito from It's Always Sunny. Can I offer you an egg in these trying times? Thank you. Um, I hate it. I hate that it got such a prominent place in the show thanks to being like the assistant to every nurse joys. So we had to deal with hearing it say its stupid name and that stupid voice every episode. Chancy. Fuck you and I have nothing else to say about it. It's just dumb is Kirby. It's just the high-pitched noise that you hate? Because it would be the same with, like, Kirby. No, it's dumb it's Kirby with a chasing. pouch. It's dumb <laughs> Kirby with an egg.
2: That's all it is. It's dumb it's Kirby. It's large oh. dumb Kirby. It's fat dumb Kirby. Yeah. Wow. There it's we go. It's Kirby let himself go. If it's Kirby, didn't spit out everything he's, he put in his mouth. Wow. Yeah, but with dreadlocks also. Yeah, because he's, like, totally hippie now.
3: Well,
1: here's another. I think Chansey is cute just on its own. It's a dumb Pokemon, although it's got one good thing going (laughs) for it, which is that it has the highest max HP in the first generation and has only been beaten by its evolved form since. So you put that in your team. You can just put that in there as a wall to get beaten up while you heal your other Pokemon. So it's useful as a defensive strat. Uh in weirdly, gamer terms, we call that a tank. Yes. <laughs> uh in Celadon City in the first game, there was a patch of water you had to surf across to talk to some random guy who'd give you the TM for soft boiled. A move that only Chansey could learn. Uh all the move does is restore up to fifty percent of Chansey or Muse max
2: Rob, HP.
0: I have a question for you.
1: Do you find aside from the fact that Michael Darling
0: has literally started sweating blood? And is wielding a crucifix. I around. keep trying
2: to get him to look at my eyes.
0: He's just afraid. Do you find any of this interesting? That's how you much hate I hate Chase, this movie. I know, but damn, he wasn't on <laughs> wow. so fast.
2: I think the visual of him just being a large, fat, like, her. dumb, Kirby, all female. Her, her, excuse me. Uh, a large, stupid Kirby is so funny to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the shiny is green, which I'm going to assume is a Dr. Seuss reference. That doesn't make any sense either. Green eggs. No, fuck you.
0: No.
2: And ham. Fuck you. My favorite is watching YouTube videos on like uh, uh <laughs> just watch this YouTube video on like uh, color palettes for Super Smash Brothers uh, and like what they're all referencing. Oh yeah. And my favorite is when like the person's on it, he's like now, I'm not f- for sure but the best I could say is it's based off this. You're like, that's a <laughs> fucking stretch. There's no way it developed. They probably just went it's yellow
0: (laughs) because it was a color i had do you know what made more sense than a green chauncey is a fucking green flesh coughing
1: yes (laughs) agree uh you know what else is kind of green first let's let's just discuss we're discussing a vine pokemon here uh it has red feet how do you pronounce this name
0: i would say tangla i'm gonna disagree and say (laughs) tangela Which you said earlier. I, I went, always, I yeah. always go for the weirdest pronunciation yeah, well, of these things. Yeah, I also <laughs> I know. totally like, recognize. I was I'm listening
1: not. when you came in. I was listening with my phone up to my ear, trying to find a pronunciation because I realized, like, I have no idea if it's supposed to be Tangela, like you know, tangle with an A at the end, I'd have or Tangela, like T and then Angela. Like, and the YouTube videos that are not official were not in any way uh like in agreement and i think there was uh, we don't have a case of the pokemon in the po- in the uh tv show not that i could find time. on youtube huh. so Crazy. i am at a loss here about how you pronounce this name so it
0: could i'm be gonna say, say aluminum
2: you could say aluminium i'm yeah. gonna say that
0: since i will admit fully <laughs> that i have the worst case of pronunciation with pokemon
2: I'm sure bad in life, not just Pokemon. I, like, if I look at something, I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce that. Oh, I play the well,
0: pronoun game with so many people
1: because I do not know how to pronounce even the most like common of <laughs> names. Hmm. Well, three years ago, the Daily Dot had an article which was just like a pronunciation guide for every Pokemon in Pokemon Go. And they said for this one, tang which I think is wrong.
0: No, that's a play on the name. That's what a play does on the, what the Pokemon
2: rap say? Ooh, oh, good call. There's shit. a good okay. reference. At the castle, at the Magic Castle, what happens a lot is, not that I'm famous. I don't think I am. But I've performed enough that people see me, see me perform or see me lecture at the castle. And so they come up to me and they go, Robert, it's so great to see you. And I'm always like, oh, it's, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So the best part about having like a significant other with you or <laughs> anybody is you go, when they come over here, you need to introduce yourself first. Mm-hmm. So yeah. me and, me and uh, uh, an ex-girlfriend, I used to do that all the time. Cause uh, I would just look at her and perfect. be like, "Yep." I will get a c- code word. I forgot what it was, but like I'd say it. So she knew. Like the second this person walked over, she'd have to immediately be like, "I'm Kelly." I feel like it's as simple that's as
0: good. how you greet the person. Where if you say "Hey,"
2: yeah, that's a casual enough
1: greeting. Like "Hey," you don't need to do that. But if you say "Hello," <laughs> <laughs> it's right. like there All you right. go. I am reporting in live from the decision desk with uh, an update on the, the poke wrap.
2: The referees are looking at their review. Rece- <laughs> our research
1: department has come through. All right.
2: So. He's put
0: down
1: the crucifix just for this.
0: It is pronounced in the Poke Rap, Tangela. Tangela. See there you go. I was right on calling it. I knew I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've been talking about Tangela somehow for five minutes, but we have not said anything about it. Well, because we've been trying to figure out how to pronounce. Tangela. I'm a big fan of it. Um, I think this is like one of the better, more unique designs. And I'm really, I'm sad that like what they eventually did with it to add an eventual evolution with it is so boring. Mm. And we'll get well, there in a few years. So, but
1: <laughs> Yeah, uh, Tangela is a grass type that you first encounter either through an in-game trade or on Route 21, which is this weird ass little patch of grass. That you have to surf to. That's south of Palatown. Yeah, I mean, Michael Darling pointed out to me when I called
0: it. I first I called it functionally useless, but then he pointed out to me that in Gen one, it's the only pure grass
1: type. Yeah, because everything else is part poison or bug. I think Paris, like bug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That which makes is, sense.
0: Which is just so weird that there were such like. You have 151 Pokemon. You have only so many types because they hadn't expanded the type sets. Yeah. You can have a couple pure types. Like yeah. there I think no...
2: normal's bullshit. I think the normal type is the most bullshit. No, so I here's
0: think. the thing. This is something that I actually have like planned to bring up in the next episode, but I get to bring it up now, which is that <laughs> normal is the most misunderstood type. It normal's is bullshit. I used to think when I first started, I thought normal was a non-type. Do you like sushi? No. Do you like vanilla ice cream? Yes. See, here's so that those are my two go tos to liken this is that okay. it's not vanilla is not the absence of flavor, right? No, vanilla is a flavor, correct? Dumb people think vanilla is the absence of flavor, yeah. yes. No. What normal is is not a non
1: type, it is just the absence of other types. Yeah, it I has think, its advantages,
0: it
2: has God, its moments. The second time yeah. it's got real deep on this. Well, the best, I know, right?
1: <laughs> the best thing I've seen about that is that normal type Pokemon. Uh, Whereas every other Pokemon has some kind of specialty that they would use. Normal types are like basic animals. They will, like, scratch or Mm -hmm. bite or headbutt or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Because they don't have, say, the finesse of a punch that a fighting type would have. But they know, well, I can use my physical self to do something.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But I mean, again, this is going to be, this is now my second Simpsons reference of the episode, but (laughs) the episode where Homer takes over as food critic for the local newspaper (laughs) and the retiring food critic gets like a Baskin Robbins ice cream cake, which I have a whole thing about ice cream cakes. Like why do two things poorly when you could just do one thing fucking well? But the food critic rightly says, which is one of the better philosophies on any kind of art which is Baskin-Robbins. Why do 31 flavors when you can't even get vanilla right? Damn. <laughs> which, well, that's fired. Which, At
2: Baskin-Robbins. Baskin-Robbins,
1: yeah. if you want us to forgive you, send us free ice cream. It yeah. is summer after all. It's
2: the only way we will, We have to taste test everything to really know yeah. that you do vanilla. Bread.
0: Please send an ice cream cake to Frazier, uh a.k.a. the Best Friends Gang. That's a 30 <laughs> Rock reference. Um, that was
1: Carvel, though. Oh, was it Carvel? Yeah. and as uh, We I don't have, have
0: felt- Carvels on the West Coast, do we?
1: We have a couple. I'll okay. show you later. Uh, as my friend Steffa pointed out recently, that Carvel-Fudgy-the-Whale heist that the best friends gang on 30 Rock pulls is a reference to something that Dina Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's mother, apparently actually did. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. But yeah, so
0: I think this is a reference to all forms of art, including magic. You have to learn the basics. Get the basics down, then try to do the fancy shit. Like- yeah. Learn some basic, like, palming of a ping pong ball or something like that before you try to, uh, you know, make a goddamn card disappear or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) See, I just got approval from the actual mage
1: that you refused to look in the eye, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) I like that he's a mage now.
0: Yeah, I've grown.
2: Yeah. I've already grown in levels. You've leveled up in classes. From wizard to mage. Yeah. Soon you'll
1: be
0: an icon in D&D lore. shit. Yeah,
1: so this one is secretly horrifying Mm -hmm. because it's, we don't know what its body looks like, because it's covered in constantly writhing vines.
2: Okay, what do you think it looks like? Under there? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it looks like Tingle from Zelda.
0: Honestly, yeah. I agree with that take. I was kind of edging towards something like that. I um, I just think it's like... So, I, I think it's like blue, also, because like the vines are blue. Okay. But I think it's like a blue Tingle head under there. <laughs> 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 oh. Still with like the purple cheek blush marks that Tingle has. Yeah. yeah. To really get into the details. Yeah.
2: I think it's I think it's like Tingle, but it's like black, like Mickey Mouse. Hmm. So Mickey Mouse doesn't have like fur. He's just. <clears throat>
0: yeah, he's just black. Yeah. So we talked about another grass type that was surprisingly horrifying a few episodes ago. Uh, Victory Bell. Which I said of all Pokemon, kind of belong in like the Pokemon world's equivalent of like Sothiros. I don't know how into Game of Thrones you are, Rob. No,
2: I'm not at all. I have a bit where I want to watch the first episode of Game of Thrones and then the last. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I
0: actually pride myself on being a unicorn of a Game of Thrones viewers, which is I have watched every episode except for the last episode. Why? You're not I was much. I was overseas when the last episode aired. All of the reactions just made me say. Eh, that's an hour of my life I can spare. That's fair. And that's I just fair. refuse to watch it. So I'm going to forever be the only person that can lay that claim.
2: <laughs> that's good. My sister had never watched Game of Thrones, and she was doing a video series where she watched every episode of the new season, though she had never seen any episodes before that. Wow. And then she recapped every episode. That's fantastic. So she, it was like her reaction to something <laughs> that she had no idea of what was happening. I mean,
0: so much of the past lore has become inconsequential at this point. Yeah. Like, if you really wanted to for, like, the final
2: season, you could have started at, like, Season 5. And more or less picked up everything, but um, I want to figure if I want to know if I can figure everything out by one. The first yeah. episode, of season one, the last episode. All right. Is so, there any lore on on Tangla of so, what its body is?
0: So no, here's what. Really. So here's what I'm thinking is that like you had this. We had this Pokemon Victory Bell. I won't loop in Game of Thrones to belabor this, <laughs> but we had this Pokemon Victory Bell that is just a big fucking tulip. It's like a five foot tall tulip. It's a pitcher yeah, plant. Yeah. that's horrifying. That apparently, like once we read into the lore, it is apparently like a panther of a plant Pokemon. It hunts, it cuts, it eviscerates, it preys on living creatures. It is a terror. And it looks like a total goofball of, like, a goddamn bellflower. This Pokemon, on the other hand, it has, like, these vines that can, like, trap you and strangle you. It entangles anything that gets close. And I would love it if they just leaned forward into that and just made it this Lovecraftian, eldritch monster that like like hides in the dark nooks and crannies of the forest and then lures you in with its ticklish vines and then just wraps
2: you in how small is it apparently only two feet tall yeah it's real small yeah
1: real tiny yeah real cute that's more horrifying yeah yeah because it's at your shins yeah
0: yeah I think it's grabbing your ankles. That's it an does ankle-miter. not qualify as a Pokemon tall enough to punch. It falls short of that. <laughs> <laughs> On this podcast, any Pokemon over three feet tall is punchable height. This is not. So you can't
1: punch it. <laughs> uh, its original name was Medusa with a Z. Uh, a corruption of Medusa, the mythological Gorgon with snake hair, which you know makes sense for the Vines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's like a weird mashup of that. Creeping Vines, Tumbleweeds also. And just the green men of English folklore who have, like, faces and vines growing off of them. Mm -hmm. So, that's my one thought, is that I wish they'd
0: leaned into, like, a more, like, just, you gave us Victory Bell, which was surprisingly terrifying. Like, why hold back and make this guy cute and cuddly? Because
2: Mr. Mime exists. Uh.
0: Mr. Mime is the straight-up Michael Jackson of the Pokemon Gen 1 thing, like... But he's creepy, and not terrifying. Like, this could have been an actual, like, monster monster.
2: That's true. But yeah. he's got little cute shoes. Yeah. He's got little Chuck Taylors.
3: Tangelo.
1: Yeah, yeah. Red shoes, everything. He does. Yeah, normally that's a weird design choice to me. Like, I've been on record as Pokemon with clothing elements are weird to me. But with this one, since we don't see any separation between the red boot and the rest of the body, I can live with it as being like, oh... Okay, it's legs just a are coloration just red thing.
0: Yeah.
2: His yeah. feet are just red. Yeah. It does
0: look a little Super Mario E or Sonic the Hedgehogy actually. Yeah. Yeah. Give it yeah. a little bit more of that. But uh closing thoughts on this Pokemon?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you reference. That? <laughs> uh I got nothing. That's all I got to say about Tangela.
0: Okay. Well, we've talked about the Pokemon as they are. So let's talk about how we would change these Pokemon welcome to Mon Mod. Pick
3: up, pick up. Remix it had to go down I got else to tell you about
0: okay the so for those new to this uh, Mon mods is the section where we talk about one change we would make to any of today's Pokemon whether it's typing design lore anything at all that we think would improve the Pokemon of the day um, so to lead us off mr.
1: Darling well the Dexes refer- reference the fact that two coughing halves of the Weezing expand and shrink uh, pretty consistently. So I just like to see them more frequently altering in shape, you know, like get oblong or something like that, like not just the perfect two round balls that mm-hmm. we've talked about, the cannonball disaster. Also on a basic <laughs> level, let's just make, let's just switch Rhydon on and ride horn because of the aforementioned.
2: You ride on one, one so has Josh a So Josh becomes horn.
0: Tim and Tim becomes Josh.
1: I refuse to acknowledge
0: that. <laughs>
2: he's now. Rob, sh- what he- would you change? He's now showing the crossover. He's he's
0: also put his nipple open shirt back on. Yeah, I think it God. means he's ready to walk out
2: again. <laughs> thank God. Um, God.
0: <laughs> aside uh, from darling's choice of shirt, what would you
2: change? Uh, I think we should change coughing's name back to Ny. We need to go. We need to oh. we need to embarrass ourselves more so we can start really like grasping the environment we're in Ooh, climate
0: change is a is a real and major issue folks yeah we can't just
2: change our name to just hide it come on coughing wheezing yeah i agree so it's back to nyla except that instead of the poison symbol on it it is the gang sign of la and like a graffiti thing of ny on it of new york
0: i dig it okay all right so mine is simple i have i haven't taken this route since i think like episode Three it was that we touched on uh true and i called it a chode of a pokemon you called it a chode <laughs> guess what uh ride is also a chode of a pokemon um i want to see it go through the same diet that pikachu went through and i want to slim down ride like it just looks too sit like i appreciate the fact that it's like grayscale gender neutral neato don but <laughs> i do kind of wish like unless you're going hard into that route of making it a part of that family and like a third middle of the road of that family just fucking make it just
1: neo-royal
0: yeah make it a little bit more distinct from those other two and slim it down make it more like a goddamn tyrannosaur or something like that like give me something mm. different let's <laughs> move into we've talked about how we would change the Pokemon in their world let's talk about how we would change how we would bring them into our world welcome to Mont a celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon this is my-
1: Darling, what would these guys be doing in our world? Well, it's canon that Rhyhorn will be used for racing and transportation. So, you know, there's a lot of racing culture in Pokemon, come to think of it, because there's the Ponytas clearly, or Rapidashes, also. Mm-hmm. There's the Arcanine, which apparently can just, you know, run around the world at a speed that's impossible. Uh, and there's Rhyhorn. So, you know, a lot of gambling going on. I mean,
0: I mainly thought that the Rye fam would be trophy hunted in the wild by, like, the Trump fam. (laughs) So, and fuck the Trumps, all of them. But aside from that, even Tiffany, if she could be prominent enough to do something that I would say (laughs) fuck (laughs) "Fuck (laughs) "Fuck Tiffany (laughs) Trump, she would absolutely be doing shit that I could say fuck (laughs) "Fuck "Fuck Tiffany Trump about. But unfortunately, Daddy doesn't love her enough. Yeah, Sorry, Tiff. Um, That being said, Chansey would be in poultry farms just being farmed for her...
1: Dumb eggs, her dumb Kirby eggs. Hey, those eggs are nutritious. What are those? Are
2: those eggs just other baby chanseys? I don't think uh, so. Because well, if you incubated fertilized. those eggs, what is it going to turn into? Probably baby Chansies. omelets.
1: <laughs> because they don't get fertilized. It would be so. Fu- Chancy eventually gets a pre-evolved form, it would be funny if it was called omelet. It's not. <laughs> it's called Happiny, but I wish it was called omelet. We're gonna call it omelet when
0: we get to that episode in the pod. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then aside from that, uh, I don't see any major affects on, like, current world from the Pokemon that we've discussed today. Most of them just seem like they belong out in the wild because they don't really have, like, a good yeah. way to be fit into no. civic society. Tangela would
2: probably be, like, an Ikea, like, pot, potted plant. Oh, my God. that's Ooh, I like fantastic! That. Yeah, Like, yeah. they
0: freeze-dry a Tangela, and yeah. it's, just like <laughs> a good, like, it. it's just, like, a good, like, side table of yeah.
2: Little Yeah, it's not like a coffee table one. No, no. Definitely no, so definitely a, definitely a side bedside <laughs> no. table.
1: What do they do about the eyes though? Because the eyes coming off a plant, the eyes are a feature. At me. You, you okay. poke them. <laughs> you poke them. I feel like you really? kind of like dye them, like you
0: turn the whites of the eyes to a different color. <laughs> yeah. to like complement the You could dye the vines too to get
1: it. Yeah, yeah. This Bingo. is brutal. This is almost like we're gonna eat them. In a segment that I like to call Mon Appetit. Maybe you'd like my personal
3: recommendation.
1: all right so mr darling how would you eat them i have no fucking clue like honestly saying something about making a chancy omelet is a bit on the nose Mm -hmm. and also canonical because they do say like the eggs are edible uh and we see in smash brothers you can pick up in smash brothers you can pick up a chancy egg and either depending on what the game decides you can eat it to get your health restored or you can throw it as a weapon basically Mm -hmm. um Yeah, because like coughing and wheezing, nope. Rhyhorn and Rhydon, I don't think you can get access to that meat. It's all just, you know, giant plates on top. Mm. Uh, So that leaves you with Chansey and Tangela, and I really don't know how I would prepare those other than just, you know, the omelette cliche. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. It's a weird day for Mon Appetit,
0: unfortunately, but the obvious. (laughs) Why not
2: eat the Chansey? You eat the chicken
0: because i don't want to catch dumb from that <laughs> oh, fuck. so i'm going to go with a chancy instead of a denver omelet i'm going to go with a canto omelet which i believe is a chancy egg uh served with tangle of vine seasoning i believe
2: you can make that in breath of the wild i wouldn't be surprised that's <laughs> yeah, actually I'm where prudish. i got the inspiration from it
0: i recently did a breath of the wild replay <laughs> And that's like one of my favorite things. I'm honestly a little bit disappointed in myself whenever I try to make a meal in that and it just comes out as like, Oh, skewered meat (laughs) And I'm just like, God damn it, I threw eggs and sugar and
3: brr. I seasoned that
0: It's such like a weird, It's and honestly, to make those like fancier foods, like cakes and fruit tarts and stuff like that, you're wasting resources and like lowering the effectiveness of the resulting meal. But it just is so satisfying to have like a <laughs> neat little egg custard in your <laughs> food menu. <laughs> it only restores four hearts, but I still want to believe that Link is enjoying it that much more. <laughs> That's good. That's uh, all that matters Just the belief. But, yeah, Rob, so what are you eating?
2: I think that that is going to be a little gamey, but I think it's going to be good. It's so like You're a, gonna like, eat the tingle head. Well, set. first I'm gonna I'm gonna rip off each of the vines and make like a little, like a little seaweed salad kind Ooh. of like. I was thinking more cactus in terms of consistency. But Ooh, like see in my the, head it was like a, little a tangle bit. of kale bowl. Yes. Huh. There That's how go. I I figured the texture would be a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then okay. you'd have to dispose of the weird body, <laughs> the <Okay>. little. <laughs> The little uh
0: I feel like with the right dressing, like a good vinaigrette or like something like a little bit more oily, like you're gonna get Because like, the vines are ticklish is what they say. So I think you wanna like make sure it's like
2: You know what you'd have to do, because the tickling will get into your throat. Yeah. Hmm. You need to use that wheezing spray. Boom. There we go.
0: Man, somebody found the way this is this is M V P guest status, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, well here. done. Found a way to use a wheezing spray. Yep. He, mom, mom, and he, he found, a way <laughs> he, mom found he found a way to use the flesh coughing. Yep.
2: <laughs> absolutely
0: all right well rob that brings us to the end of the episode man thank you so much for coming we survived. on
2: this was so cool
0: thank you so much for tolerating michael darling's fundamentalism and dark ages yeah you know what
2: he just makes sure he throws the away the... yeah absolutely i'm gonna survive it though because i'm a witch what does a witch come <laughs> after uh sage no no you just D leveled yourself you've, oh shit you've...
0: You were just about to ascend to Icon, and then you messed up the lore, and now you're back to starting level. You just Fuck. respawned. Now you're back You're back without your loot and all that. All right. Uh, I need to... I'm probably fucking up D&D lore in practice right now. <laughs> going to get me in trouble. You can tweet with Baloo at people. W-H-Y Baloo if you want to correct him on his D&D lore. While you're correcting me on D&D lore, please listen to what Rob has to say about... What have you got coming up in terms of shows? Where can people find you? They
2: can find me at Rob Ram Magic on Twitter and, and uh, Instagram. Uh, I've got a show coming up at the Absolution Brewery. Uh, We're doing some magic. A friend of mine has a company called Beer and Magic, and we do different breweries around the LA area. Is that done in Torrance? Yes. We've done so many now. I've. They're all blurred me. There are yeah. so many breweries. I mean, but if you go to Beer and Magic, at Beer and Magic on Instagram, you can see where we're going to be. It's usually like four magicians, and we go to breweries for like three hours. We just do bar magic as you drink, uh, and we're doing a very special show on, I wrote it down, I think it's August, August right. 3rd, August 3rd at Absolution Brewery, where we're doing uh, kind of like a stage show. Mm-hmm. We uh, Bre- Beer and Magic is releasing a their own canned beer In conjunction with Absolution Brewery. So it's our can release party. We're going to have two magic shows, two hour long shows. They're $5, only $5. Or you can get a a cool deal. I think it's $14, and you get a six pack of the new beer. Okay. Holy shit. If we recommend,
0: as show listeners, to bring a crucifix to show Rob <laughs> that you are a listener. Will you have a special trick
2: ready for the Anti-Mage uh, Crucifix? A hundred percent. If you come up to me, if you go to Absolute Brewery on August 3rd and you have a crucifix, I will do a special, I will do like a special four tricks for you. I'll do. I'll give you a private close-up show that is because that is phenomenal that you went that extra mile. I love a person who commits. That's why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, haven't uh. found anybody who loves it
3: as much as i do
0: rob you're fantastic we're gonna have you on again sometime oh yeah. my God, thank please. you very much let's rob. do it
1: but michael where can people find you uh you can find me at future has been and of course you can find the podcast on twitter at at mon men pod all right and
0: once again i am in auto blue you can find me on twitter at y w h y underscore blue that's b as in boy a double l double o uh, follow me there. Updates on my other projects, writing and otherwise, can be found. And uh, once again, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Michael. Closing out, I am of Blue.
3: Chancy!
0: Thanks for being here. <laughs>